Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Hallelujah. We love you, Pastor. Praise God. What a great honor. Thank you for um, giving me the honor and the privilege to preach from this pulpit. Um, this is one of my favorite places in all the earth. Uh, coming here to Asilla, and God is good. Amen? God is good. If you'd open your Bibles with me, please, in John 16, 33. If you'd stand for the reading of the word, hallelujah, it'll be one verse, so um, it won't be too long. Amen? John 16, 33. Y'all there? Amen. says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Come on, say with me, peace. 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 You will have suffering in this world. <gasps> be courageous. Come on, say with me, be courageous. be courageous. I have conquered the world. Father, speak to us tonight, I pray. Anoint my words. Lord, let your word be a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Lord, that the words would go forth and touch every heart. Lord, and we pray, speak to us tonight. We open ourselves up to you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You may have your seats. So I want to share a word with you tonight that I've entitled Fruit Bearers. Fruit Bearers, amen? We're all called to produce fruit. We're all called to multiply. We're all called to grow, right? It is naturally in us that we want to progress, we want to grow, we want to move forward, amen? And to see a child, you know, that is little, and then anyone, you know, ever you go, you're gone for a few months, and then you come back and you see that same child, what would be your reaction if that child, or let's say a couple of years, if that child were the same size as they were two years prior? It's unnatural. It is not natural. We'd be like, oh my God, what's wrong with your baby? Right? And, uh, well, maybe you're not that direct, but, but um, praise the Lord. But it's like, huh, in the back of your mind, at, at the very least, you'd say there's something that is not fully, you know, going on right. Why is that? Because we are created to grow. Amen? And, you know, looking at, at the scripture, and I want to share tonight that God has created us in his image and likeness. Right? And he's created us to produce fruit. He's created us to multiply. He's created you. You know, once we get saved, once you come into the knowledge of God, we are supposed to grow. As it says in another place, we are to yearn for spiritual milk of the word so that we grow up in Christ and we don't stay little babies for the rest of our lives. A mature believer is one who is multiplying that is producing fruit and there is a um a pandemic if you will in the in the in the in the, in the i don't want to say spirit but in the in our in our world today in the church that you know it's like oh no i'm just a lay i'm just a lay christian that's not true that's unbiblical there's no such thing as a lay christian there's no such thing as a believer who's not doing something for god now, not everyone's supposed to be up here preaching, right? But we all have our purpose. We all have our call. And let me tell you, when we're not up here preaching, we are doing other things. 
that are necessary for the kingdom of God to move forward. And we're all called to that. And in John, you know, John 14, 15, 16, it's one of the most amazing scriptures. When Jesus is talking to the disciples, he's having a heart to heart. It is the the climax of his um, of his ministry on the earth, of the whole, he's 30, you know, he's 33 and, you know, in some change, and he's about to die and, and finish the work that he came to do. That God promised in Genesis 3 and 15 when he said, you know, and your seed, speaking to the woman, will crush the head of the serpent, and the serpent will bruise. That is the first time the gospel was ever preached. And Jesus now is at the other end of that where he's going to pay the price for you and I to fully be restored to Christ, to God. And he's, ta- he's, he's telling his disciples, he's giving them he's the, the, the final uh, instructions before he ascends. In John 15 through 16, he's talking to the disciples and he's charging them to produce fruit. He's charging them to be fruit bearers. Come on, say with me, fruit bearers. What does that mean? Someone who bears fruit, who gives fruit. There's only one requirement for us to be a fruit bearer. And that is you must be in Christ. Amen? If you are in Christ, we're going to have joy, you're going to have insight, and we're going to have peace. And I'm just going to go through John 15, 16, when Jesus is telling them, listen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and I'm telling you this so that you may have joy. And then it's like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I am telling you this so that you may have insight, so that you will know when those things happen, and it will not cause you to stumble. Because how many know we're going to suffer? We're going to go through sufferings, amen? And then he says, then this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and I'm telling you this so that you have peace. So he warns the disciple, being fruitful is everyone reaching at least one person. It begins with one person. And in Christ, he helps us, and he warns the disciple because when he completes the work of redemption, there would be backlash from the world in Genesis 5 or uh, John 15 when you read. He defeated sin on the cross. He has overcome. And we have also. We still haven't graduated, but we're winners. How many know that? If you're a believer and if you're in Christ, you are victorious. I don't feel victorious. It's not about our feelings. Amen. And, and you know, it's not about how we, uh, how we feel. It's not about our comfort. But it's about what Jesus has done and then what he has told us that we have to do. He has overcome. We have too. In him, we live in victory. But you must be in Christ. In him, we can do greater works than even he did. He said that himself. Because I am leaving now, I am going up to the Father, greater works you will be able to do. According to your faith, be it done unto you. And he said, you know, anything that you ask in my name, you shall receive. In John 15, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He's saying that we are to imitate what he did and even greater things that he did. And anyone who doesn't imitate him is not in him. Because we're all supposed to produce fruit. We are all supposed to bear fruit, right? Right? 
everyone who does, and everyone who does do what he did, he's going to lop off some things. Whatever causes you to be unfruitful, he's going to lop it off. Isn't that encouraging? Hallelujah. Loppers, that's what pruning means, loppers. Anybody, you know what loppers is? It's like that big, it has a big handle, you know, and then like the thing at the top. Those are loppers, the big scissors. They can cut through branches, slop. Come on, say it with me, lop. So he's going to lop things off of us. That in itself is not going to be comfortable. You're going to get lopped. If you're bearing fruit. If not, you're going to wither. You're not going to have peace. You're not going to have victory. And eventually, you're going to get removed at, at totally. And then it's like you're going to wither. And it's like, oh, good for nothing. Throw it in the fire. Come on, the lake of fire is not meant for you and me. As believers, it's meant for the devil and his angels who disobeyed the Lord. Right? But God will remove all the unnecessary excess in our lives that inhibits us from producing fruit. Like when you fry bacon. Right? You fry bacon and you get that good, perfect fat and you eat it. Right? The white part with the meat and it's just like a perfect blend. It's like, see, Jesus couldn't use bacon because he's a Jew. Right? And before he died, He was still under the law. Praise the Lord. He fulfilled the law. And the Bible says when Peter saw, you know, he saw bacon coming down in the sheet. And he says, I will not touch that because it's unclean. And the Holy Ghost was like, do not call unclean what I've sanctified. Enjoy, son. Praise the Lord. But when you fry bacon, you get that excess lard. Right? How many of you eat the excess lard? Oh, God. Keto, come on. Seriously, okay. But anyone else in their right mind and who's not on keto will not eat it. It is a great fire starter, right? It is a great lubricant for your garage door. You got a hingy, you know, a noisy, just put on it. I never tried that, but, you know, it'd be funny if you did. It is a great skin moisturizer. No, I can say... I, I, you know, as I'm, I'm thinking this, I'm, you know, I'm like imagining myself talking about it and somebody going home and being like. <laughs> like then it's like you get like a bunch of pimples. Don't do it. <laughs> but anyway, the excess lard, you throw that away. Like we teach them, it's, you know, when it's hot, it's liquid. Then you pour it, you know, in a little thing. It'll, it'll congeal. It'll harden. And then you just scrape it and you throw it in the trash. And then it goes into the incinerator. And it says that God, that we have already been made clean because of the word that he has spoken to us. He's talking to the disciples in John 15, and it says, you've already been cleaned. That word clean literally means pruned, lopped off of the things that needed to be removed and fit to bear fruit. You're already clean, cleaned by his word. That's why he says, keep my commands, because the word of God will lop off things off of us that need to be lopped off. It'll confront us and say, hey, it's not about you, right? Being fruitful is you at least reaching one person. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any two-edged sword, 
penetrating as far as the separation of the spirit, joints, and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The disciples had been taught and trained by Jesus, and his word brought healing. His word brought healing and cleaning and blessed them. And he says, you can now produce fruit. So rejoice. Hallelujah. So when the word of God is in the inside of us, not just the letter, but the spirit of God is making it alive in us, it is bringing forward to life. Hallelujah. You know, and it'll te- even, you know, in little things of life, God will help us. You know, I got up in the middle of the night to um, uh, check the window. No, just go to the bathroom. And... Um, I like, I stepped over some shoes and the Lord spoke to me and it says, the reason she hasn't picked it up, it's because they're your shoes and you need to pick them up. They've been there for three days and she has been praying that I would speak to you. I was like, oh God, I need to pick up my shoe. I, I picked it up today after I woke up again. He's going to clean you. He's going to, even the bad habits that you have, even the, the, the poor choices you make, he's going to say, hey, what are you doing? Don't go there. Right? The word of God in you, if you're communing with Holy Spirit, will tell you this thing. He will tell you. He will witness with you and within you and say, hey, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't look at that. Don't go to that website. Amen. And I'm not talking even a bad website, just like that could lead to this. Avoid it. Avoiding the appearance of evil. God will help us. And Jesus repeats, you can only produce fruit if you are in me. Just like the tree limb that is disconnected from a tree is unable to survive. It's the same with us. As a believer, you will be unproductive if you are not in Christ. Then you may not be a believer. If we're not plugged into the life of Christ, we are unproductive. He says in verse 6, if anyone does not remain in me, he's thrown aside like a branch he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. You know, there's a, a, there's a, 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 a desire, there's a, a movement that's going on that people don't want to, you know, I just, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to be, you know, we don't want to offend for the sake of offending. But hello, Jesus is saying, if you're not producing fruit, you're going to be thrown in the fire. Whoa, that is serious. That is so serious. And he says, my father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Oh my God, did Jesus just say that? Yes, he did. He said, prove that you're my disciples. How do you want to prove that? I'm going to go to the parking lot? No, 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 no. Go to the, yeah, yes, go to the parking lot and preach about Jesus and be fruitful. Begin to be fruitful where you are. Begin to produce fruit. So that God can begin to help you and lop off those things that are hindering you. You want victory in your walk with Christ? Maybe you're not having victory because you're not producing fruit. So because production of fruit is what is necessary for the pruning to come. So that if you're not producing, you ain't going to get lopped off. And he says, my father is glorified in this. The context is fruit production. And he says, remain in my love. If you keep my commands... 
you will remain in my love. Right? And it says, I told you these things that your joy may be complete. So Jesus has given us joy when we walk in obedience to him, when we walk in fruitfulness as believers. If you're lacking joy tonight, could it be that you're being unproductive? Hallelujah. Well, God's going to help us. Amen. And conversely, when you're unproductive, you have no joy. John 15, he continues, verses 12. He says he gives us insight into the world. He instructs us that we may have insight into what really is going on in life. Because what we see is not really what it is. Right? When you see people acting a fool, when you see people, it's like, are they literally, did, did they just say that? Did, did the speaker of the house just literally, like, did they just, are you, are you serious? Did these, you know, when people say things and it's like, or do things, it's like, is it like, like uh, California passing a law that basically legalizes pedophilia? It's like, is, is this really happening? Is that really, you know what that is? So God wants to give us insight into what really is going on is that the devil is the ruler of the world and he's at work in the lives of every unbeliever to cause evil, to cause destruction because we are created in the image and likeness of God and he wants to destroy that with everything he has and he can't touch God, he's already defeated, but you, while you're on the earth, he can still affect you. But he's, so God gives us insight. He instructs us that we may have insight into what really is going on. And he says, I am telling you this because it'll keep you from stumbling. It'll keep you from stumbling. He tells the disciples, love one another. Right? Love is not a feeling. Love is not, you know, what you fell into. If you fell in out of love, you can fall out of love. Can I get a better amen? amen? Love is something you work on. Love is something that it, it sacrifices you denying yourself, you know, and sometimes we say, you know, baby, I love you. I'll take a bullet for you. She ain't getting shot. She ain't getting shot. But love is you picking up your shoes every day. Love is you not doing what you want to do in order to bless another one. Love is you denying yourself that God may be glorified in your life. Love is you sacrificing, giving sacrificially, going to someone's house and telling, hey, has anyone told you that God loves you when you see him at the store? That is love. He says, lay your life down for another. Be fruitful. Reach at least one person. He's not saying just die for someone someday. No, he's saying every single day, choose to live dead. Amen. Choose to not live for yourself. Choose to not to do only what you want, but to live for the glory of God. Deny yourself. We are dead to ourselves. That's why it's easy for believers not to sin. Right? Because if you are a believer and you're walking with God and you, you know, baptism, you die to yourself and you rose again through the spirit. So you no longer do what the flesh wants because you're not obligated to the law of sin and death, but you're free for freedom. You have been set free. Galatians 5.1. And when you walk in love and you walk in obedience to God, with God, to God, you enter into friendship with God. 
We enter into friendship when we do what Jesus commands. You know, when Abraham told, or when God told Abraham, sacrifice your son, your only son by Sarah, the one you love, the son of the promise, the son that when everything was, you know, lost hope in the natural, that son, I want you to kill him to me on the mountain that I'm going to show you. And what did Abraham do? He's like, well, I'm going to put a fleece out. By the way, the best way for you to um, get uh, uh, this misdirection is, is fleeces. We have the word of God. We have the spirit of God that leads us in all truth. Amen. You need to take time, spend present time in the presence of God, and he will lead us through his word. He will lead us through the inner witness of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He will lead us like, don't do that. And it will just, he will affirm to us. Amen. But when God told Abraham, sacrifice your son to me, what did, what did Abraham do? Let me take three days to fast and pray and see if this is really the Lord speaking to me, right? No, that's not what he did. You know what the Bible says he did? He got up early in the morning, got his son, got his donkey. <laughs> he got his donkey, saddled his donkey. He saddled his donkey. Oh, just move on. Move forward. He saddled his donkey, got the firewood, got the fire, and let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to where God is going to show us. When they got to the bottom of the mountain, he looked, he saw the place, and Pastor Daniel has preached words on that that is amazing. Um, go through YouTube, go through, you know, the, the records and watch all these messages, man. They're awesome. If you get the podcast and you just put it on play, it'll just like one after the other, it'll change your life totally. So, um, so Abraham sees, he goes there and he's like, and Isaac is like, yo, dad, where's the lamb at? Where's the lamb, dad? We're offering a sacrifice. I don't see no lamb nowhere. In other words, it says, Father, where is the sacrificial animal? I do not see it with us. And what was Abraham's response? In the mountain of the Lord, he shall provide for himself a lamb. Woo! I don't know. If that doesn't preach to you, man, hallelujah. But he says, on the mountain of the Lord, he will provide for himself a lamb. And that's exactly what happened, right? But how long did it take for Abram to obey the Lord? Early in the morning, he did what God told him. And the Bible says that Abraham was a friend of God. And likewise, you have people around you. You know, if they refuse to respect you, they're not your friends, just so you know. God wants us to enter into a deeper relationship with him where we are his friends. What do you mean his friends? It's not like buddy, buddy, <laughs> you know, bad habit, you punch one each other. That's not the kind of friendship. That's like immature teenagers. But anyway, God wants to entrust you with greater and greater things. Are you trustworthy? Are you obedient towards the Lord? We are chosen by God and appointed by Jesus to go and produce fruit that is lasting. He says, you know, that he's given the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Why did he do that? For the equipping of his people. Who are the saints? You're the saints. Who is the saints, beloved? Say, I am the saint. 
You're the saint. If you're in Christ, you're the saint. You're the saints. And we are chosen by God and appointed by Jesus to go and produce fruit. And the word, the world is going to hate us because of that, because they hate Jesus. Those who hate Jesus, they hate God. And he's saying that in, in, in uh, John 15, 16, and the Holy Spirit testify of the Son, and we testify with him. So how do you produce fruit? By testifying of Jesus Christ, by sharing what he has done in your life. It is not rocket science. You just begin to share p- to, with people what he has done in your lives. We are in the mess we are in today. You know why? Because the world you know, hasn't, re- haven't, hasn't heard the message of Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be testifying about God, testifying about what he's doing. John 16, he says, I'll give you my peace. He says, you're going to be banned from the synagogues. What? Yeah, how are you doing life? You're not going to be able to do that anymore. You're going to be banned. He warned them so that when it happened, those things would happen, he would, they would have peace. So if you don't know, something's going to happen. Like, oh, my God, I didn't know that was going to happen. But we know that's going to happen. Right? We know we've experienced these last uh, 100 plus years, 200 years, 250, 300 years. Um, can I have 400? In, a, in, a, in, a, in America, freedom of the gospel. Amen? Freedom where you don't have persecution like they do in Syria, like they do in Iraq, like they do in other places, in China. We haven't experienced that. But what the, why is that? Because we, the freedom uh, that we have from our founders, so, you know, get voting and vote for righteousness. I'm not talking about candidate. You vote righteously. Amen? So he warned us that it would happen, that the world is going to hate you. The world is going to hate you. He, he told us that. And in his ascension was for our benefit so that the counselor, the Holy Ghost, would come and he was going to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and coming judgment. So the Lord is speaking to us. The disciples were about to enter the most discouraging time in their lives where they were, you know, they were just living their lives however they were. And then here comes God, enters into their lives, fills them with hope, fills them with like, you know, you're going to be a fisher of man and we're going to do great. And they see all these miracles and all these things. And they're like, man, next is Rome. We're coming for you, Caesar. Jesus is going to ride the donkey and we're going to enter into Rome and destroy everything. Right? They were believing when is the fullness of the kingdom of God going to be revealed and get all the Gentiles out of Israel. We're going to make Israel great again. It was going to be the most discouraging time with them because that wasn't going to happen. Jesus was going to die. Not only die, but it's the worst possible way you can die. The most unworthy way you can die as a Jewish man. And they were going to go through so much opposition. And Jesus was preparing them so that they wouldn't lose hope. So you can't let opposition put you down. You can't let put the trials of life put you down. You can't let the suffering that we go through in this world put you down. You can't let it hold. It, can't, it, it cannot be the reason for why you're not doing anything for God. Because Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And if you are in me, guess what? So have you. But when you believe a lie, when you believe that, oh, you know, I'm just a nobody. I, you know, I got nothing. I'm just a worm. Thank God I'm not hearing a whole lot of those prayers anymore. But people will get in their false humility and it's like, oh, I'm nobody. No, you're somebody. Jesus died for you. 
And you have a mouth. And if you don't have a mouth, you, you, can, you can share the gospel of God. Hallelujah, you can share with someone the truth of scriptures and change someone's life. Every single one of us can produce fruit. Every single one of us. You know, when you look in David's life, when you look in um, uh, all the times that, they, that he went through trials, you know, he, he uh, was responsible for the death of the 85 priests in Nob, right? And then he runs to the cave. He went from the field to the, to the, you know, to the battlefield, he became a national hero, got all this honor, and now he's running for his life. And then he runs, you know, to the cave, and then he's at the cave, and not only is he at the cave like, oh, my goodness, he wasn't in a pity party, praise the Lord, otherwise, they, you know, we wouldn't hear about David. And then not only is he running from the law, running from the, you know, he's enemy number one of the state of Israel, the king wants to kill him, he's in the cave, and then who shows up? His family, that, you know, sketchy relationships, right? But they show up because they're like, they're trying to kill me. It's your fault. We don't know that. I'm conjecturing. And then everyone who was like unhappy, they were in debt, and they're like, oh, David's hanging out. Let's go hang out with David. What did David do? He stayed in the cave and had a big pity party. No, he left. He went forward. And when you see everywhere in scripture, the people of God, when Christ is on our side, when God is on your side, you don't have a pity party. You don't stay where you are. You don't accept your circumstances for what they are. You are the change agent. When Abraham heard that his, his nephew got taken captive, what did he do? By five kings, hello, and their armies. What did, what did Abraham do? Like, oh God, you have so many promises for me. Now my lot is gone. His dad died. Now he's taking, that, that's what Abraham did, right? He had a grand pity party. No, what did Abraham do? Like, hey, you and you and you and you. All the men, let's go. You live in my house, you're going to battle with me. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. No matter what the odds are against the people of God, we will have victory. You will always have victory. Hallelujah. In biblical Christianity, you press on. You keep moving forward. In the life of the apostle Paul, he's in Thessalonica. He has to run for his life. He goes to Berea. Then everybody in Berea, they receive him better. But the people from Thessalonica, they come to Berea. So then he has to run for his life. And he runs to Athens. And when he's Athens in hiding, waiting for Timothy and Silas, then what happens? He just like, oh, the Lord, I'm just here by myself. No, the Bible says that he was, he was moved in his spirit when he looked around and there were lost people going to hell. They worshiped idols and other gods who are false and they're not real. He was moved in his spirit. Hallelujah. What moves you? What's moving us? What moves the church today? Is it politics? Do you get all riled up in politics? Is it, what, what is moving us? Are we moved by the Spirit of God? Yes, we are. That's why we're here on a Friday night. Amen, come on. Hey, praise the Lord. We're believing for God to reach the state. We're gonna take over the state of Alaska. We're gonna see lives change and transform. They talk, you know, when, they, when Paul ran from Thessalonica to Berea, the, the, the religious leaders came down to um, 
Berea, you know how they talked about Paul and his buddies? These people who've turned the world upside down, they're here as well. And they went to the marketplace and said, you know, hey, let's form a mob. Let's get these guys. We're going to turn Wasilla upside down. We're going to turn Eagle River upside down. We're going to turn Alaska upside down. In what way? For the gospel. Because every single one of us, every single one of you is going to reach at least one person. Come on, let's say together. At least one person. person. You've been cleaned. If you're in Christ, you've been, he's already cleaned you. He's working in you. He's doing great things in your lives, not just so you can have a nice and blessed life. That is part of the package, but so is suffering. Hey, man, we don't like talking about that. We go through sufferings in life, but you are never alone. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. What we can't do is get in our own pity parties and forget what God has done for us and join the devil's team. That is when you begin to wither and you have no peace, you have no insight, and you have no joy. You have no joy, you have no insight, and you have no peace. Can you come in place, please, brother? But when you enter into the presence of the Lord and you're walking in love, you're not walking by sight, you're not walking according to how you feel, what your feelings, okay, I acknowledge you, that is not true. We are to take our thoughts captive. How many know that your feelings will follow your thoughts? If you begin to feel angry, right, it's because you're you're thinking angry. How could they do that to me? How could they betray me? How could they have treated me like that? How could they have done that like that? How could they, how could they approve abortion? How could they this? How could they that? And that's where the devil fights you, is in your thoughts. Because your thoughts will produce feelings on the inside of you. And if you don't take those feelings captive and cast them down, it's like, you know what? Those thoughts, they're not true. I reject you. There are thoughts that you need to reject. That if you don't, they're going to destroy your life. They're going to get you thinking that you're just a human being. You're, you know, you came from the apes and, you know, life is just going to end once you're gone. And that's not true. There's a heaven and there's a hell. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. And we are created to produce fruit. And when you're producing fruit in the kingdom of God, when you're living by the power of God, not your own strength, That doesn't mean you don't do anything. That doesn't mean you just sit and God like, you know, spoon feeds you. He says, no, grow up. Desire the pure milk of the word. It's going to lop off those things that sap your energy, that sap your joy, that sap insight. And you think that everybody hates you when in reality is, you know, you have a stinky attitude. And if you change, people will like you. Why is that? Because you're likable. We got work to do. We're going to be fruitful. You're going to be fruitful. In Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord by his vast, his vast strength. Be strengthened by the Lord in his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that he can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. What could you be doing more for Jesus? 
you can do something greater for Jesus. We got these compel cards. And we're going to begin by writing the names of someone down. Like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You're going to write the names of someone down. Every single one of us, I charge you. I encourage you. I challenge you. If you're at home, wherever you are around the world, take a piece of paper and write the name of people, names of people that you're believing to get saved, to receive Jesus, to have an encounter with the Lord. Then we're going to begin to pray for them. You're going to pray with all intercession, with all fervor, because your words have power. Instead of repeating what you hear on, you know, your favorite talk show radio, turn it off and start listening to scriptures. It'll make you alive. Turn it off the news. Begin to listen to the Bible. Watch the preaching. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, kcalaska.com, and you'll find endless videos of preaching. You can go to Facebook in Eagle River. You can hear preaching there. You can go to King's Cathedral in Maui and find preaching there. That is going to set you free because the Word of God will set us free. The preaching of the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You want, you want victory in life? Listen to the Word of God. It's going to tell you who you really are, that you were wonderfully and fearfully made. Genesis 5.1, when God created man, created them in his image and likeness. Come on, let's stand. So I want to challenge you to write the names of people down, and then you're going to pray for them. Then you're going to get over your fear or cowardice or whatever it is that is hindering you from walking up to someone and saying, hey, Have you ever heard that Jesus loves you and he died for you? Like, well, what if they yell at you? What if they yell at you? What if they spit at you? What if they spit at you? We're going to go through those things. The world's going to hate you. Like, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to dislike me. The Apostle Paul says that if you're a believer, you're going to have persecution. And then you're going to invite them to church. You're going to pray for them. You're going to talk to them. Invite them to church. We've got Wednesday, Friday night, Sunday at night, 11 and 6 p.m. here. We have a church in Eagle River. Invite them there. If, if Wasilla is too far, if it's slick out, just drive there from Anchorage or wherever. Or come here. Be led by the Lord. One church, many locations. If you're in Maui, if you're in, you know, Antioch, California, if you're in Bristol Bay, Neck Neck, Dillingham, Look for your sister Theresa and do something for the Lord. God is going to use you, every single one of us. But you must be in Christ and you must be producing fruit. How do you produce fruit? You come to the Lord first and foremost and you submit to him and you submit to his word. And the Bible says that he will clean you by his word. He will sanctify you. He will make you holy. He will purify you. He will give you a new hope. He's give, he'll give you a future. So tonight, if you're here first and foremost, and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, you are not born again. Maybe you're watching online. You must be born again. You must make Jesus the Lord of your life. How do you do that? The message is very close to you. It's in your heart and in your mouth. You don't have to ascend to the highest mountains. You don't have to go to the deepest abyss. All you got to do is call on the name of Jesus and you shall be saved. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your lips, you shall be saved. Because it is with the heart that you 
believe unto righteousness and the lips that you confess or the mouth that you confess unto salvation. So when you call on the name of the Lord, he'll save you and he'll begin that process of cleaning you. Then you get plugged in, come to, to uh, foundations, right? Foundations class, come to join a life group, kcalaska.com. You must needs be in a life group if you wanna grow. You need to be around other believers and figure out if your great idea is that great or if it's, you know, doctrine of demons. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But if you're here and you want to give your life to the Lord, whether for the very first time, I want you to raise your hand. Or secondly, you haven't been living right. You're not obeying God's commands. Yeah, I thought it wasn't by works. It's not by works. It's by faith. But without your works, your faith is dead. <laughs> so you got to prove that you're a disciple by living according to Jesus' commands. Amen? And there's grace and he helps us. Thank God. We have an advocate. He's our advocate. He's rooting for you. Call on his name. Or thirdly, you want to just want to be sure of your salvation. All those threes, if you're here, I want you to lift your hands. We're going to pray together. Maybe online. You see that hand? God bless you. There is now no condemnation. I see that hand for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you messed up, don't beat yourself up. Run to the feet of the cross. Run back to Jesus. Call on his name. There's forgiveness of sin. God bless you. Come on, let's all pray together. I want you to pray loud enough that you can hear yourself. And say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me brand new. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being my Savior. Hallelujah. Now, secondly, if you want greater boldness in your walk with God, we must produce fruit. And when you produce fruit, it's going to be progressive. God is going to point out some things in you and say, you know, this part of you right here is really, it, it's rotting. I got to cut it off. And you just release it to God. When you produce fruit, He's gonna flop it off. And then like, oh, I feel lighter. I can run better now. And it's like, well, you produce more fruit. And guess what? Hey, like the onion gets peeled. Let's deal with this, because the closer you get to God, the, the more he's gonna, the cleaner you're gonna get, the more he's gonna use you, the more he's gonna be with you. And you know, and it's in the marketplace. Some of you are thinking, you know, I gotta quit my, you know, I gotta abandon my business, leave my stuff, and just preach the gospel on the streets. No, that's why there's, you know, sometimes, never mind. You, in the marketplace, follow the Lord. Amen? At work. I remember when I, you know, I was griping to God on the way home. And I'm like, God, all these promises. And he's like, why don't you just do what you're doing now like you had nothing else to do? Be fruitful where you are. Why don't you pastor at, at, at work instead of being a jerk? Because, you know, it's not my calling. <laughs> Get over yourself, son. I'm like, yes, Lord. And that's when I, I began to bear fruit at work. And guess what? He lopped some things off me. And then you produce more fruit. So if you're here tonight and you will say, I want to be more fruitful. I want to be bolder for God. I want you to come up here. We're going to pray for you. And God is going to use you. He's going to use me. We are going to take over the state for the gospel. We're going to see hundreds and thousands and thousands of lives changed. 
Hallelujah. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.